Hi everyone and welcome to Camera's pilot episode of our first ever podcast. We're so excited to be sharing this brand new project with you all and we really hope you enjoyed the first episode which is going to cover topics from Wib news to what's going on with Camweb, catching up with some alumni and you'll also hear some committee members just having a general chat. So we do hope you enjoy it. The team's worked so hard and I'm really proud of everyone that's been involved. This is Tian, Clara and Millie and we're just going to be having a chat about life in Cambridge. This is our pilot episode. We'll just see how it goes. Yes. So shall we start with talking a bit about can we doing term? Yes. What has been different basically between this term and last term? So obviously the main thing is that everything's had to be online. Which is obviously a huge disappointment for most of us because Canwib's events are usually in a nice room with snacks and drinks and opportunities to meet the speakers. Especially because we go on a formal afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so many times this term, if we'd been able to go on the formals with the speakers that we've had, it'd be amazing. So yeah, it's been online. But that, that hasn't been all bad. Mm, yeah, there's a flip side because then we were able to... Well, our first event of during lockdown ever was with Kelly Hoey, who mm. is the networking expert. And she's from the USA and like she would never be able to come to Cambridge uh, normally but because it's online you can just you know there's just the time difference to take into account and then you can just invite people from all over last week for the women in beauty event we had lisa butler who i didn't realize was so huge mm-hmm. until she was speaking and all the other makeup artists were kind of in awe of yeah. her marianne silver who was she started beauty blender she was in the u.s and i think we, it's just meant that our events have been so rich in the sense that we've been able to pull out all different like areas of expertise within the industry yeah, that's been good. Yeah, and I think speakers have been more accessible because then, because they don't have to travel to Cambridge, they can just carve out, you know, one hour of their evening to talk about, um, you know, their career and give insights. Exactly. Like every event has been like, wow. I know, I know, super exciting. Yeah. How have you guys found like life generally this term? Because obviously, it's so different in Cambridge to how it used to be. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been going more, like, especially before the the new lockdown, more to just pubs. I thought that the good thing about it was that, like, we kind of organized to see each other and then we we made it a priority, like, especially the friends that I don't live with, to, like, see them because otherwise you just don't see them anymore because there's no lectures, uh, you don't meet in hall anymore Mm. to eat together, all of that. What about you, Millie? I felt like I was really forced to explore Cambridge. Like, because yeah. nothing was open and, like, I didn't have anything to do. Like, I kept going on walks and, like, I don't know. I actually really enjoyed it in some ways. Like, I feel like I've gotten to know Cambridge so much better because I've just had the time. I think that having to slow down, doing lectures online, being a lot more in control of my own time has been really positive in the sense that I'm not burnt out because there's always so much to do and I miss that and I can't wait for that to come back. It kind of has been nice to get a bit of respite mm, in my third year. Yeah, also, okay. oh my god! So our flat was the first in the whole of Girton oh, yeah. oh, god. to get it was COVID. Really early, actually. Oh no! It was literally like being on a ship for two weeks because I was so I had COVID and I was so <laughs> ill, and then we were just completely locked in without going outside at all. So that was quite yeah. bleak. I but... feel like it's been particularly hard for freshers, like to yeah. yeah. I I really feel for them because I think the main thing about being a fresher is that you're just kind of swept up, forced together in a way that you don't really think about how you're making friends or no you do think obviously you think about how you're making friends but you don't really think about the process whereas now it's a lot more contrived yeah. like all the the organized fun yeah. is like rammed as, up. as a fresher it must be quite daunting too because if you want to see some someone then you probably have to message them and like let's go for a walk but if you don't know them that well it's, yeah. it must be so daunting but at the same time maybe maybe because they don't know how it was before maybe it's just like 
normal yeah. almost because you're forced to make a bit more of an effort maybe that makes it easier in some ways like you can't hide in your room i just hope that people are getting enough respite from having to work because i know yeah. that even in my first year even though there were all these opportunities for release i really kind of deeped the importance of every essay yeah. way yeah. too much it's taking me until third year to be able yeah. to the thing to remember is that like the 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 one day where I realized this was that I came to supervision and my supervisor was more tired than I was. And that put all the pressure off because I was like, wow, they're human too. And yeah. they also have bad days and they also don't do like top-notch work all the time. And, and I think it's very common in like to start with to really lack confidence in your very valid opinion. And I used to get so caught up in saying exactly the right thing in supervisions or being able to articulate my point well and not sound like an idiot. And I used to get, honestly, I'd, I'd sweat and be like, no, I was so like worried. That too. I had a CPA last week and none of us knew any of the answers. And because we were on Zoom, it was so oh, awkward. Yeah. And like, I just felt so awkward that I knew I was saying the wrong stuff. But I was like, I'm just going to fill in yeah. the other stuff. Oh. And last year, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. 100% the person that when there's an awkward silence, I will break it because I can't bear, I can't bear it. <laughs> but I'll say something stupid, anything just to break it. <laughs> we're just saying that it's very normal to have these kind of, as a fresher to have these kind of experiences and feel like everyone's felt imposter syndrome at some point everyone's felt like they don't know what they're talking about and that doesn't mean that you like you probably know more than you think I think sometimes when you like obsess over your work it actually makes it worse Mm. like I found that sometimes if I send an essay and I haven't given it a second thought it's so much better than if I go over and over it and like labor over it oh so much honestly I like in, I had this perception of Cambridge before I came that it was going to be all of us working so, so, so hard. I found it really difficult to start with, to let myself have fun. And honestly, the best thing you can do is make sure you socialise, make sure you're doing... Like, even if you haven't quite finished a piece of work, socialising and giving yourself that refresh will make you have such a better perspective on the importance. Because, yes, it's important, and, yes, you must do your work, but, like not to the detriment of your mental health. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But so if this year we're feeling more peaceful with supervisions, I think one thing that is a bit harder though is like managing career stuff alongside the yeah. all the work. So I just I find it crazy that we're just expected and I it's I know it's normal, but I did, I still have to do the same quality of work, and then at the same time apply to all yeah, these like, like internships or jobs, graduate jobs, and then maybe have interviews soon yeah. and all that. Too. What are, what are you both applying for? I don't really know. I've applied for a bit of everything. Like, I think that's one of my biggest struggles is I feel like everyone in Cambridge knows exactly what they want to do with their life. Oh, no, it's a front. (laughs) No, it's a front. The people who say that are the ones who are the least sure, in my (laughs) opinion. So first year, I didn't think about careers at all. Then second year, it came like it dawned on me. And I was so stressed. Like, this term has been so stressful. Everyone's applying for internships. The thought that's been reassuring me is I'll be somewhere. No, exactly. And also, so I stressed out in second year panic applied to everything got a consulting interview went to this interview realized that i'm so bad at maths (laughs) it was it was almost like oh it was like a caricature of a bad interview but never mind kind of got my sights set on law but ultimately i've kind of decided now that i've got six months left of cambridge i want to get i want to enjoy i like studying like i want to enjoy my degree if something comes of the things I've applied for, then cool. But if not, like, you can have a gap here. Yeah. This, when you're here, you feel like you're on this tunnel towards, yeah. you need to get a career, you need to be in the city, you need to do this, you need to do that. And yeah, that's so exciting. Well, but, like, it doesn't have to happen straight yeah. away. Yeah. And also, when I look at successful, like, in particular, like, su- successful women in business or just women that I admire, 
they tell their story in a way like they connect the dots until where they are now so yeah, they're yeah. like 40 or something or like more further along in their careers but the thing is when they were our age they didn't know how to connect those dots yeah. they just happened and then looking back you connect them so you know it's fine yeah like whatever happens we'll yeah, be able yeah. to make sense of it all like further along the I also the think line. we need to apply the same reassurance to ourselves that we do to other people like I look at you two and I think obviously something good is going to happen for you guys That's like true. you're really personable approachable friendly people who are interested in whatever you're doing and something's going to come out of that That's but like true. I look at myself and I'm like yeah. oh god <laughs> exactly I don't worry about you guys I don't worry about my friends I'm like you're going to do amazing and then why don't we apply this to ourselves yeah exactly so I think we're going to end on favourite can with moments from this term I guess mine has probably been hosting the Black Women in Business event because I was so nervous <laughs> before to host with Tolu and it went really well it was just a really good discussion afterwards me and Tolly were so gassed we were just messaging each other like woohoo we did it <laughs> and yeah no that was empowering so for me I think in the same vein like when I was looking for speakers for our events I was just contacting people that I thought were interesting on LinkedIn and most of them not all of them but when they reply they're so eager to help you so mm. I've been applying that to my career search and just reaching out to people like random people that have either like some kind of similar background to mine or someone just that I admire and when they reply they're so eager to pay it forward and I've been so grateful for that and one day I hopefully I'll be one point person that people can reach out to and I'll be able to pay it forward too. Yeah, mine has been meeting college reps, obviously over Zoom, but we have the most amazing bunch of college reps this year and I'm so excited to like meet them in person hopefully next term, but they've just been so incredible all term. And just to kind of put names to faces with new people in Cambridge was so nice. And oh yeah, we can't wait to meet you college reps. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for all your work. <laughs> Thank you okay. for listening to our part of the podcast. <laughs> Bye! Bye. Hey guys, in this section of the podcast, we are going to be interviewing Camweb alumni and finding out all the great things they are getting up to since leaving Cambridge. Today, Tian and I are so excited to be interviewing Olivia Neal-Jones, who was an events director on the Camweb committee last year, a very good friend of ours, and who has been super active since graduating from Cambridge in June. Welcome to the podcast, Olivia. As Maya said, we're so honoured to have you back and we're really looking forward to chatting to you today. Um, perhaps we could start by you giving us a brief introduction to yourself, kind of what did you study, how was your life in Cambridge and what have you been doing since? Honestly, I'm so honoured you guys have asked me to feature on this. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, I studied classics at Keys and I was one of Canweb's events directors, which essentially means you get to plan and organise the events Canweb hosts throughout the year. It's great fun and also extremely open-ended because there's no limit in terms of themes, topics, industries you can cover. So my events, for example, range from consultancy to tech to politics with some really, really great speakers, including managing directors and CEOs of some of my all-time favourite companies like Barker Langham, Atalanta, Code Best Girls. So perks of the job, I guess. Um, and yeah, I, I graduated with solid plans to join a grad scheme at Accenture, so in tech consultancy, basically, starting in October um, in London. But pandemic hit, and it's turned out to be a little less straightforward start to my career, but by no means less exciting, though. Yeah, and we'll definitely get into kind of where, you, where you're at now later on. 
but in terms of your events I definitely remember you putting on some amazing amazing events they were so good <laughs> the best food as well that's all I remember I, at the start I would have all of the snacks at your events and then love listening to the speakers they were so good I think at Women in Tech I had four cupcakes <laughs> <laughs> cupcakes yeah. um, before we get onto your career specifics though I know that Cambridge ended really abruptly for you because you are Italian although you can't tell from your accent and you essentially had to evacuate Cambridge so could you tell us a little bit about kind of how that went down? Good yeah um, there was an odd little limbo of time when Italy had started shutting down my family included and yet Cambridge and quite frankly most of the world was still business as usual. I also remember how stressful and random that end of term was. Um, I didn't really know what to do or what I could do. <laughs> like do I stay here? Do I go home? Can I even get home? You know one day you're stocking up on food preparing for lockdown and the next you're flying to Nice on Thursday so your dad can come pick you up at the border. Um, but anyway yeah four days and four flights later I eventually got home and finding the motivation to work for finals was nothing in comparison <laughs> but also I just loved my degree and even though it felt like it was kind of breaking up with me at the time I had a dissertation to write which I which was like a compendium of everything I've ever loved so something nice to keep my mind busy. Yeah, and we just want to say congratulations for your results. We know that you got a first, which is incredible. I mean, we are not surprised, but doing that amidst the pandemic is so impressive. Um, but we're aware that the your finals weren't the only thing that were affected by coronavirus. Obviously, like Accenture, you're starting a job, that was also affected. Could you maybe talk a bit more about that? Yeah, uh, that happened. So that was deferred and I was gutted. I mean, I'd be so looking forward to it. But I kept myself busy. Um, so I've been quite heavily involved with Code First Girls over the past couple of years and various capacities as, you know, taking all their courses as a student and then as campus ambassador for Cambridge. So this summer... I pursued that a little further, interning with them and helping them set up CoFest 2020, which was a month-long series of conferences and events, including two hackathons, so pretty cool. And uh, my latest endeavour with them has been the CoFest Girls Fellowship, which essentially means I have just spent the past two months teaching a group of women how to code, which is insane. It's been such a learning curve and also just incredibly rewarding. It's literally amazing you've been so proactive with it because quite a lot of people I imagine having had their grad job delayed would take the opportunity to relax but you've done literally anything <laughs> but um, and it's definitely a testimony to not only the fact that there's no linear path into tech because you went from a classics degree to all this crazy code first girls tech life but also the fact that there's no like you're such a multifaceted person like how amazing that you've managed to do that um, and am I right in thinking that not only are you involved in Code First Girls, but from posting on LinkedIn about the work you were doing with them, something more came of that within the tech industry? Oh my God, yes. Um, so weird to think how one thing leads to another. Um, so I remember posting about this fellowship on LinkedIn and someone reached out mentioning they'd seen the post and thought I could be interested in having a chat with them. And next thing you know, I've joined the founding team of Academy, a startup aiming to diversify the talent that goes into tech. Um, and the way I usually explain it is um, the companies graduates flock to in industries like consultancy, law, finance have been hammering home for a while now that you don't need a degree in business law or economics in order to work for them. Why is it not safe for tech? There are just so many open roles available now within the industry and that number is only going to keep rising. Also, it's just not true that you need to have studied computer science. It's more similar to law in the sense that you can be a great lawyer regardless of whether you studied 
law at university than it is to say medicine, where if you want to be a doctor, that's the only route. Um, and the reason why tech isn't as prominent and widespread on the graduate career landscape is mainly structural. Um, in tech, yes, you have a few established giants. The majority of companies scattered across the startup ecosystem, be it early stage startups or fast growth scale ups, and these companies don't have the infrastructure um, to be able to host the concept of a graduate scheme in terms of time and money and resources. Um, and you know, a graduate scheme is where any degree is welcome because essentially you get trained. Um, and you know, these companies need their hires to be immediately useful. And so this is where Academy comes in. It's basically the graduate scheme for all those tech companies that can't afford to have one. So from the student's perspective, it's exactly the same. It's two years long, paid from day one, training at the start and then working in a company. But those two last stages are split. The Academy provides the training for three months and then you kick off your career in one of Academy's partner companies with ongoing training and support from Academy throughout those, the remainder of those two years. It's honestly genius and the best thing is it's not just about enabling those opportunities that otherwise would not have been available for people who hadn't studied computer science or whatever. It's about doing something meaningful, so creating a community and alumni network that will change the face of people in tech and ultimately we hope raise the bar for leadership within it. Um, so yeah, sorry, I've <laughs> I've given you guys the whole pitch, haven't I? Um, so I'm, I'm sort of used We're to loving it. Yeah, honestly, thank you so much. I literally just think that what you're doing with the academy is so in line with just CamWib, like CamWib's entire kind of ethos is providing access and making things seem like no dream is too small, too large rather. So yeah, well done. Yeah, it's you're living amazing. proof of that, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, I, yeah, no, I agree. I was, I was actually going to light upon that later when we sort of had a little chat about, about what academy, what I feel like, you know, CamWib has, has given to me. Um, yeah, no, we'd love to hear more about that. Like, how do you think CalMib has really prepared you for the world of work and everything you've experienced? I have, yeah, I have so much to thank CalMib for. It has, you know, been a family and a home. And not only that, but it's taught me how to be bloody well organised, <laughs> how to pull off some incredible events, how to work in a small dynamic team, and especially how to be confident. Um, you know, the sky's the limit when it comes to guest speakers. Just put yourself out there, reach out to all your role models, use it as a chance to expand your network as much as possible. But also, as as you guys were mentioning, you know, I also love the direction CamWeb has been taking um, in, in the past few years and emphasizing that being a woman in business doesn't necessarily mean being a woman in the corporate world. Um, so congrats on like continuously showing students the variety of what's out there. It's definitely a path that I've now ended up going down and can would definitely definitely helped in broadening those horizons for me to start with and i think in true canwood spirit you've changed tack quite radically haven't you since starting academy so perhaps you could talk a little bit more about what's on the horizon for you now yeah so um so my current sort of role within academy is i've been doing a lot of student recruitment for them as you could tell from my from my sort of pitch um <laughs> i've also been setting up the basis for this academy community and helping co-create bits of the curriculum and program um but also i guess the sort of the big news of the moment is we're launching the program for the first time in January and I'll actually be on that founding cohort of 10 students so I guess uh, what this means is your girl's going to be a software engineer <laughs> for a couple years which I know is crazy um I've you know I've always been at the interface between business and tech um 
but I'm really looking forward to this deep dive into the tech end of things. And I'm so excited about being one of sort of Academy's first success stories. I really believe in what they're doing and it's a decision, that, it's a decision I've put a lot of thought into. But um, anyway, I, I digress. That's conversation for another time, perhaps. <laughs> Honestly, that is so exciting. And it's amazing to hear like all the opportunities you have and what you've been up to, especially since I remember when you first called me finding out that Accenture had been deferred and you just were in a bit of a panic mode, didn't know what was going on. And it just shows that you're literally such a self-starter. You've gone and done so much yourself and now you found this amazing path and maybe launch yourself like a new career that you weren't really expecting. Also, I just think it's really gutsy of you to have basically rethought what you wanted to do, turned down a grad job, the all coveted grad job, and actually pursued something that you're genuinely interested in. And I really like admire that you've managed to create space for yourself to do that. Um, and I think it's really commendable. Um, so now we're going to go on to some quick fire questions. So Myra and I are just going to fire, well, yeah, fire these at you. Okay, <laughs> Answer I'm ready, I'm ready. As intuitively, intuitively as you can, don't deep it too much. Um, okay, so number one, favourite Camwood moment? Spin for smart work. Yay! Oh, that was so much <laughs> fun. Cycling, how many miles? 500, I can't even remember. Really <laughs> too many, too many. Okay, number two, role model. Anna Brailsford, CEO of Cape Scouts. I just want to be her. I'm so lucky to be able to work. You will be. Her. You will be the, the Olivia version. <laughs> guys, I even have a reference from her on LinkedIn. It's my current claim to fame. Oh my, that is very impressive. Okay, number one life goal. <laughs> being oh, Anna Brailsford. I'd, well, I'd, I'd love to be a public speaker one day. So I think my life will be complete once someone invites me as a panelist on something. I'm sure um, that will happen. Ideally, to chat about the efforts being made to make tech accessible. I think it could do a lot in terms of communicating excessively about tech. I can so see you talking about that at Canweb events like 10 You're years You're doing time. it already. Yeah. You're literally doing it right now. <laughs> okay, next one. What's your favourite city? Uh, Rome. Have I mentioned I'm Italian of <laughs> <and> the heart? <laughs> okay, one thing you've learned since leaving Cambridge. Um, as a grad, you feel like you should say yes to everything and that's great. But I think I was spending so much time thinking about how I could be a great fit for every single job description I read that I had never really stopped to think about what would be a great fit for me. Yeah, yeah, good answer. And then the favourite piece of advice you've ever received? Okay, okay. So I guess that follows on from that, really, in the sense that one of my mentors, when I was deciding between my opportunities as Accenture versus Academy, said, you know, whichever one you choose, just choose it and commit to it. And um, it's easy for an overthinker to always be thinking about the big picture and next steps and not really make the most of the opportunities they, you know, eventually decide to take. Mm. Favourite thing to do on a day off? Chatting with friends i swear i've so much time on facetime i miss you guys i honestly feel like every facetime i ever have with you is like a ted talk <laughs> and then finally what's your best tip for staying focused okay so um if you're burnt out just call it a day like there's ticking stuff off your to-do list and there's ticking stuff off your to-do list in a good mood like I personally get in such a weird mood when I'm tired so I'd rather mm. just you know relax sleep it off and just have a brilliant day tomorrow I think I've like learned that way too much at Cambridge though and I just treat every day like that like this is an off day I'll just relax today <laughs> no on a, on a serious note though like I really that does really resonate with me I think in I mean we talk about it in a different section in the podcast but I think especially when you first get here there's such a tendency to there's such a burnout culture here and it's kind of like 
he who he or she who can stay up in the library all night is like gets the gold medal so but true. no i think yeah, it's no. really I mean, good to recognize you know you've paid for netflix you might as well use it <laughs> I love that that's your top tip but yeah anyway on that note we just want to say thank you so much for coming and speaking today we've loved chatting to you and hearing about all the exciting things you've been getting up to and I cannot wait for you to move to London yeah it's literally been I a know. pleasure thank you so much you're a true whip <laughs> Uh, yeah and can i just say like you girls are absolutely smashing it like i'm so proud of everything you've done for camwood this year and i'm still wearing my camwood puffer all the time so yes oh podcast. we love you that know hey everyone and welcome to the new section of the camweb podcast we have two news stories for you which both show exciting landmarks for women in the business world So firstly, the German government has agreed to introduce a mandatory quota for women in the senior management of listed German companies. Women currently make up only 12.8% of these management boards, which is relatively much lower than figures in the UK and US. Even more worryingly, it's been found that German C-suites have become even more male-dominated in recent months. A female quota will also be introduced for public bodies such as health, pension and accident insurance funds, where currently women make up only 14% of the senior leadership roles. So this is clearly a big step on the road to gender equality in the German workplace, and we can't wait to see the end of women-free C-suites. Our second news update is from Aberdeen Standard Investments, which has plans to launch a fund which only invests in hedge funds run by women. This is really good news because the proportion of women working at hedge funds at just under 19%, is the second lowest across seven alternative asset classes. It is really promising to see that investors are working towards diversity in this traditionally male-dominated industry, especially because it has been such a strong year for female-led hedge funds, with statistics from HFR's Women Access Index showing that women-led hedge funds performed better in the COVID crisis than those run by men. So that's our two top news stories. I hope you enjoyed from wherever you're listening to this podcast from. And we're really excited to see where these will take women in the business world. Hi, this is Clara, events director for CamWeb, and this is the CamWeb plug. So although we were unable to hold speaker events in person this term, our events directors still managed to put on some amazing panels for our members. Starting with our Women in TV and Media event, hosted by Ella, we saw some of the most successful British women in TV and media over the last few decades chat about their experiences in the industry. I hosted a Women in Sports event, which again saw female leaders in the sport industry chat about their roots into into the sports and all the incredible things they've achieved in their journeys. Finally, we had a Women in Beauty panel hosted by Anisha, who spoke with five iconic women in the beauty industry, including celebrity makeup artists and entrepreneurs. We also held a special event for Black History Month led by Tian and Tolu, which included a panel of four incredible Black women in business who spoke about their personal experiences of being a Black woman in business in each of their industries. All of these panels were very inspiring and it was super amazing to see all of our panelists talk so candidly about their experiences and we can't wait for more speaker events next term. In terms of our sponsored events, we've also had a fantastic term of engagement and I think the whole committee is really pleased with the networking opportunities we managed to bring to our members despite the constraints of being online. Consultancy firms Newton and OCNC both held multiple online workshops with ChemWeb as did PNG and Amazon. The webinar style worked really well throughout Michaelmas, 
the interactive element of our networking sessions was still maintained while the professionals from the companies were still able to give useful tips and advice via their online presentations. It was great to see that attendance was high at these events, and we got a lot of particularly good feedback following Ella's event with OCNC, where attendees were assigned a one-on-one -on -one coach to mentor them in breakout rooms. Next term, we look forward to sponsored events with Wiser and BNP, as well as lots of potentially exciting plans depending on the COVID situation at the time. Thank you all so much for coming to CAMWIB virtually this term. We hope we have inspired, equipped, and connected you. And we can't wait to see you all back in Lent.